Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Today we are going to chat about the other thing I talk about all the time, other than intuitive eating, and that is real food. Now let me be clear. I believe all food is real food, and all food fits in a healthy life. Ditching that all-or-nothing mentality surrounding food is essential before you make any changes to the foods you eat. So go ahead and listen to the last episode if you haven't already. But I also believe one of the easiest things we can do to improve our health dramatically is to simply, step-by-step, make the shift to reducing the processed foods in our meals and enjoying more real, whole foods. This is gentle nutrition, simple shifts towards a healthier life for ourselves and our family. I'm Kristen Dobniak, holistic nutritionist and mama of two, and this is the Healthy Balance Mama podcast, a podcast about ditching the diet dogma, embracing intuitive eating, real food, and living healthy, happy, and whole. Please note the information and opinions on this podcast are intended for information and inspiration only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare practitioner before making any changes. Now, on to the show. So I'm going to share with you what I consider real food and how to enjoy more real foods without turning real food eating into another diet or set of rigid rules. Real food without restriction. So let's dig in. What is real food? I consider real food food closest to the form it's found in nature. Food from the farm, the earth, or the sea. This is actually how we explain real food to our kids. We call it farm food. Sage knows that the food we eat you can primarily find at the farmer's market. And that other food she calls factory foods because we explain that a lot of the other food comes from a factory. She knows that we still eat factory foods, but that we mostly eat farm foods. It's about choosing one ingredient foods instead of pouring over ingredient lists, with some exceptions, of course, and therefore naturally choosing foods that are higher in nutrients. Real foods are veggies, as many as your heart desires, fruit, meat and poultry, fish or minimally processed vegetarian proteins like tofu and tempeh, starches like sweet potatoes, white potatoes, and winter squash, 
whole grains and legumes, beans, healthy fats like olive oil, coconut oil, grass-fed butter and ghee, fatty fish and fish oil and avocado oil, avocados, olives, nuts and seeds in their whole form, and high-quality dairy, natural sweeteners like honey and maple syrup, sea salt or Himalayan salt, and health-boosting herbs and spices, both fresh and dried. A good rule of thumb, if you can't pronounce an ingredient, it's probably not a real food. Does this mean you should never eat these ingredients? No, of course not. Real food is not a religion. This is not a list of only eat this and don't eat anything else. This is a guide for your high-priority foods. This is where you will learn to start with your meal planning, your shopping, and your cooking. To be confident you are nourishing your body and your family while still enjoying foods that aren't on this list. I believe there is space for all types of food in a healthy lifestyle. I like to think of real food eating as a slow transition to choosing foods that nourish your body and allowing for guilt-free enjoyment of foods that might just nourish your taste buds. So why do we want to eat more real food? Because real foods are the foods we were intended to eat. It is really easy to get caught up in the dogma of fat diets. Diets that entice you with cure-all foods and superfoods and diets that promise lasting health, glowing skin, and six-pack abs if you only cut out 90% of the food you're eating now. But our bodies weren't meant to survive on only a few foods, on energy bars, skim milk, and sugar-free substitutes. There's a reason we lose our energy when we're dieting. Our body isn't meant to process chemicals, it's meant to process food. Real food goes hand-in-hand with traditional foods. Traditional foods are foods that were consumed throughout history before the modernization and industrialization of the food supply. A great book that outlines this in more detail is Nourishing Traditions by Sally Fallon Morell, and the traditional food philosophy forms the basis for my beliefs when it comes to nourishing nutrition. Foods that have been processed simply lack basic nutrients that are needed for optimal health, Enzymes for digestion, antioxidants for protection against cell damage, and pre and probiotics for gut and immune health. Again, I need to stress this doesn't mean we should never eat these foods. But this is about front-loading our diets, our eating, with foods that include these things. Real foods are just naturally more nutrient-dense, providing our body with the building blocks it needs to stay healthy, energized, and vibrant, whether we're 10, 30, 50, or 100. Foods in their whole form, the way God created them, have nutrients intact that the body can recognize and assimilate easily, and they work synergistically together, providing us with energy and protecting us from disease. So fruit juice is a good example. Though fruit juice comes from a whole food, fruit, it has been processed, and this is very light processing, but this is why it's a good example. It's removed from the package it comes from in nature, and it's concentrated and often pasteurized, so it has a much different effect on the body, especially our blood sugar, than a whole piece of fruit, which is packed with fiber and enzymes to balance blood sugar and reduce the acidic effects on our bodies. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong with fruit juice and nothing bad about fruit juice. It's just something to get you thinking about why choosing the whole form of foods can be beneficial and our bodies react a little bit differently to it. So what real food eating does is get back to the basics. It reminds us of the foods our bodies were designed to eat, the foods our great-great-grandparents ate, and that nourish us from the inside out. So here's the big question. How do we begin to nourish our bodies with real food without turning it into a set of rigid rules?
We do as we always do. Take it one step at a time. Step one, make it homemade. Committing to making more meals at home is the best way to shift to eating more real food. Most of us don't live in a factory. And even if we're cooking with foods that might be more processed, we're still cooking. That is a huge step. So get cooking, mama. I know this can be easier said than done, which is why I love meal planning and doing some light meal prep as a way to simplify eating nourishing foods. We'll talk way more about this soon, but even just planning for five meals a week, just knowing what you're going to have, can make a huge difference in simplifying nourishing yourself on a daily basis. Step two, choose one ingredient foods. When you're grocery shopping, begin with foods that only have one ingredient. This doesn't mean pouring over ingredient lists. It's starting by choosing the foods that you know only have one ingredient. Vegetables, fruits, nuts, seeds, meat, fish, whole grains, much of the dairy section. Most of the processing is left out when foods only have one ingredient. This isn't an only shop the perimeter of the store, which is general good advice, and I do give that to my clients. But it can be putting another set of rules on food. If you're somebody who struggles with the all or nothing mentality, keep it simple. Choose more one-ingredient foods. Step three, shop from the farm. This is one of my favorite ways to get kids excited about real food. Head to localharvest.com slash farmers dash markets to find a farmer's market in your area. This isn't sponsored. It's just a really good resource. Check it out. Buy what's in season. It tends to be the most nutrient-dense and flavorful. And if this is the place you start with your shop, you're off to a good start. My five-year-old loves to come with me and pick out a few veggies to use in meals throughout the week. And then she's more inclined to help me cook too, which is always fun. Another option is to consider buying a box of frozen meat from a local farm or join a CSA that stands for Community Supported Agriculture and support the local economy while nourishing your body at the same time. CSAs often work where you uh, have a pickup location and you go and pick up a box of produce um, every week during the harvest season and they either select it for you or sometimes they work where you can select your vegetables every week, but they're all fresh, nourishing local foods. My favorite book on farm-to-table food is Animal Vegetable Miracle by author Barbara Kings, uh, Kingsolver, I think is how you say it. It's awesome and I highly recommend it. It'll definitely get you to the farmer's market. Local Harvest is also, um, also has a CSA directory at localharvest.org slash CSA. So you can go there and see if there's a CSA in your area. For most of us in the U.S. and Canada, there's one at least somewhat local. And I will put all of these links in the show notes. Step four. Take it one meal at a time. Consider what meal do you feel like you rely on convenience foods at more often than others? And listen, this can be totally fine if you feel good eating this way. If you're not feeling good, that's a great sign it's time to make a change. And that's where I'd recommend starting. Consider what meals you struggle with and end up at the drive-thru or calling for takeout. You might be able to prep an ingredient or two ahead of time to simplify life and choose a less processed option. Consider where you can make a real food swap in a food you eat regularly. Say, making chicken soup at home instead of canned. It's easy, I promise. Slow cooker or instant pot is awesome. Or choose real food crackers. You might have to experiment to find which ones you love just the same. A few of my favorite brands are Jovial Foods, Simple Mills, Mary's Crackers, Lundberg Farms, 
find something else to make the switch instead if you really love the process cracker and you're not ready for that yet. That's okay. This is a balance and it's different for you as it is for me. Just think, what simple switch can you make to choose less processed foods? And take it one meal, one snack, one bite at a time. Finally, step five. Don't stress about it. I can't stress this enough. It's not a set of defined rules. It's a shift towards enjoying more foods that are nutrient-dense, good for your family, your body, the environment, the local economy. And I promise the more you switch to real foods, the more you will feel it and the more you will desire to eat more real foods. Choosing more real foods is a wonderful way to live, but it doesn't need to be dogmatic, which is what I see so many people turn to when they discover real food eating. They turn it into, I never eat sugar, or I never eat that, or I always eat this. And that's that all or nothing mentality. They stress out and eventually they just give it up and continue to feel lousy throughout the day. I want you to incorporate this step by step slowly so it just becomes the way you eat. Try making more foods at home choosing more one-ingredient foods, find a farmer's market in your area, and take it one meal at a time. Don't stress. Friend, I am so passionate about the power of real food to change our nutrition. Can you tell? But we need to come at it from a place of balance and nourishment instead of restriction and rules. Restriction never leads to true change. Making small switches towards more nourishing choices finding a balance that works for you and your family, and letting the rest go, that's how you create real change in your health and your life. Do you want to learn how to include more real food in real life? Head over to Facebook and join us in the Healthy Mama Life Facebook group. We chat real food recipes, meal planning, and meal prepping to make real food work in our busy mama lives. It's free, and it's a great way to connect with other like-minded mamas facebook.com slash groups slash healthy mama life. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have questions for me or questions you want to be answered on the podcast, please email Chris. That's K-R-I-S at healthymamachris.com. For show notes, real food recipes, and more, visit healthymamachris.com. And as always, if you liked this podcast, please hit the subscribe button so you'll see every episode. And if you loved it, go ahead and give it a review for me. Every subscribe and every five-star review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women that need it. My hope is that you feel healthy, happy, and whole. Have a beautiful day.